It's Michael James Lauren with the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. Well, we have so many different topics on our program, and tonight we're going to talk about marriage. Yes, will you marry the right partner if it's either a match in heaven or, as they say, a match in hell? (laughs) We want to find out what the best way to prepare to make sure that you're marrying the right partner and that you are blessed and that you give glory to God. So tonight, our special guest from the number one assessment in the world for marriage, Prepare and Rich, we have Luke Nelson. He's the Market Development Director, and welcome to the program. Well, thank you. People who are in ministry, Prepare and Rich is huge as far as helping pastors prepare as far as uh, you know, marriage counseling, making sure the couples are getting all that baggage out so that there's a clear road to success and communication and they have a healthy marriage. Is, uh, is that difficult for a pastor, you think? Yes. Um, in fact, that's how I um, became introduced. I was a young pastor. We had a young church, a lot of weddings, and I used to love to um, do the weddings, but I didn't like being lied to by these young couples. And I say that facetiously because I would say, you know, hey, um, so are you guys good communicators? And they go, oh, yes, you know, we talk till two in the morning. We're so in love. Everything's wonderful. And I'd like to say, well, here's a book to read, and let's have a wedding, you know. And uh, two months after, they'd come up to me and say, Pastor, we have some significant issues in our relationship. And I'm like, well, what happened? I thought you were great communicators. Well, come to find out, um, the rose-colored glasses syndrome that we call it, uh, you know, the more scientific name is idealistic distortion. (laughs) Um, It uh, tends to have couples look at things more rosy than they are, and then when conflict comes, they don't know how to deal with it. Okay, now that's the big one right there. That's why there's so much divorce when it comes to that friction and that uh, difficulty with communication. So I have to ask, uh, how does all this work? I mean, how does Prepare and Rich really help people? And uh, what's the, the biggest reason why people should get it? Uh, many of them have never considered um, spending any time in any kind of premarital preparation. And the thing is, statistics show that couples who take some kind of time to focus on their relationship, um, we've done studies at Prepare and Rich, and those studies are available on our website, that show that couples who have premarital preparation will have a 40% less chance of divorce than couples who don't. It measures how well couples agree on communication, how well they agree on uh, conflict resolution, how well they agree on finances, family and friends, sexual relationship expectations uh, for premarital couples, uh, families and friends' response to the relationship, and spiritual beliefs. And that allows us to have, you know, 16 different categories that are measured as to their agreement in those categories. And they show up as either strengths, which are great because you can build on those relationship strengths, or they turn up as growth areas, which is an area where you can uh, then move to a workbook, move to some specific exercises, and really help the couple learn some skills that will help them not only in this short phase of their marriage prior to the wedding, but a long time after. Yeah, I mean, it's really not just the wedding day. It's uh, that ongoing preparation, getting to know each other and learning about each other. So I have to ask, Luke, I mean, as far as Christians go, do they have a better chance of making it when it comes to to marriage because of their faith? Or is is that just a myth? I have seen over the years that couples who have a strong faith that can look to 
a source outside themselves for uh, comfort, for strength, um, storms are going to come. No matter how strong your faith is, it's going to be tested. And if they share that faith and practice their faith, we see a very high level of um, relationship satisfaction that comes from having that, that kind of unified focus. Well, for every couple that thinks it's a great idea to go to marriage counseling and take an assessment like Prepare and Rich, there are many who don't, and they just kind of punt on that. And uh, what do you think about that? I mean, is it fear that keeps them from going to premarital counseling, or what do you think? Well, I don't even think it's um, so much the fear. I think that it's that they just feel like it's not going to happen to them. One young couple, uh, for instance, um, they had on very thick rose-colored glasses. They literally said they've been dating for two years, that they had never had a fight in the whole time that they'd been in their relationship. You know, I'm saying, well, it's going to come. You need these skills. You know, you need to know how to listen to one another, uh, how to resolve conflict. And we've got these skill-building tools that, uh, you know, I'm I'm sharing with them. And they said, well, everybody else, but not us. And so it was more almost a denial than it was a fear or, you know, a choice not to do something because they were concerned about it. They're the only couple I've ever gotten a call from on their honeymoon uh, where everything blew up. (laughs) They actually called for their destination honeymoon. She calls crying. She said, I don't know who I've married. And I'm like, well, tell me what went on. Well, it turns out he'd gone down to the lobby and was gone a couple hours, came back with uh, snuba on Monday, um, uh, some kind of a hike and a trek up into the mountains on Tuesday, jet skis on Thursday. And so he thought, this is my ultimate honeymoon. I'm going to get to do all the things I've always wanted to do. And all she did was sit on the bed and cry because that was not what she had in mind for um, their first week together as husband and wife. Uh, She, of course, wanted long walks on the beach, uh, time by the pool to recover from a very busy schedule at the wedding. And so it's like uh, the denial of the fact that you're going to need these kind of skills is more what keeps people from moving forward with it. They're, they're going to be the exception to the rule is all, almost more what I see than people you know, being afraid of the outcomes. Yes, and I'm wondering if a superficial level is killing marriages where people think, you know, I love you and you love me and everything's rosy, and then things begin to fade. And um, could you look a little bit into why that happens and why people aren't you know, prepared for the conflict? Exactly. Or were some of the romantic, um, you know, uh, when Harry meets Sally and, you know, it's fate and all these kind of things that uh, play into it. You know, we we believe, obviously, as Christians, that God brings two people together. And we, um, you know, ha- can uh, start with, with in a, a committed Christian relationship, we can start with a commitment to God and a commitment to one another. And that's a very strong foundation. But you're going to have to also build on on that foundation with intimacy, which is not sexual. Intimacy is the ability to really have that kind of best friend quality in your relationship, to be able to talk about um, the little things as well as the big things in a way that you're really hearing each other's hearts. And then, of course, you also do have the passion side, which is something that kind of ebbs and flows in a long-term relationship. But any of the studies that you um, look at if you have intimacy and passion built on a foundation of uh, commitment, 
you can have a very solid long-term relationship. But each one of those is going to ebb and flow at different times in the relationship. And the key is being able to communicate and, and really taking the time to do so at that deeper level. I mean, it sounds like really taking the time to learn how to communicate is huge from what you're telling me and from Prepare and Rich. Now that helps. Uh, a lot of people make the mistake of just falling for the other person. They love the way the other person looks, the way they feel around that other person. Uh, when is it time to take the rose-colored glasses off, or, or is it wrong to marry because they just like being around each other? Well, I think it's the uh, that's the Hollywood factor. That's the romance um, you know, the rose-colored glasses are real. Uh, there is a time in the relationship cycle that is a time of romance and a time of, you know, your heart swelling when you think of the person. And um, it's the infatuation that is actually, you know, the dopamines and all the different things that, you know, researchers tell us happen during that time. And so if if that's what's going on with a couple and that's what they're basing their desire to be married long term alone, there's a chance they could be making mistake. You know, it could be just the sexual attraction or the physical attraction or just the um, the joy of having someone in their life. And you wonder why there's so much divorce. Well, has it ever gotten too real for people, though, when they've taken the prepare and rich and they realize, despite all these loving feelings that they have, that they're not really meant to be with each other? Do you have any statistics to go along with that? Uh, about 87%, because we track this afterwards, 87% of the couples said they, they were glad that they took it and they would recommend it to their friends. Uh, because they realized that they didn't have um, a good solid base. And this was the other interesting thing. About one out of five couples that went through that process canceled their wedding plans based on the truth of what they saw in the differences in their personality style, the behavior and habits, uh, sometimes the differences in their families of origin and the way that they would want to raise their children. So we had about one in five that canceled their wedding plans. And that's success when you keep a bad marriage from happening. You know, we go through the Bible and we look for good examples for just about everything for how to live as a Christian. So can I ask that, can you point out really good biblical examples? Uh, who would they be for a really good marriage in the Bible? What characters, what stories, what would you say? Um, when you look at biblical examples, it becomes difficult sometimes um, because, you you know, you had a whole different approach to marriage and things like multiple wives and, you know, those kind of things um, make it difficult. But when you look at the relationships, especially with the patriarchs, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, well, Isaac, his wife was chosen for him. And um, their relationship lasted over years, and as a result of their uh, long-term commitment. But even in that story, you know, there's, there were some mistakes that were made, and, and human desire and human approach to try to make a promise happen uh, resulted in Ishmael. And so you end up with, um, you know, someone trying to fulfill God's will in their own strength. And we... we realize that what the Bible shows us many times is that uh, people make mistakes, but ultimately God's promise was fulfilled in the way he meant to fulfill it. 
And so even though that we don't have great examples of relationships that, you know, you could write a love story and, and put in the movies, what you do have all the way through Scripture is people that make mistakes, who humble themselves before the Lord and before each other, and that God restores them. And so the message of Scripture is that God, in His initial covenant with man, set aside men and women to come together in marriage and the two would become one flesh. And that was God's original covenant with man, and it's a powerful covenant. It's a covenant that has, uh, you know, been under attack recently in almost every way, but it's still what God's heart is for a man and a woman to be together for a lifetime. Um, Restated in Ephesians chapter 5, the process of the covenant of men and women coming together as one flesh, God's heart for that has never changed. And um, what I love about that is um, what a covenant really is, when a, God makes a covenant with a man, he says, I'm for you. Every wedding that I ever do, I make a pronouncement that God is for you. God is bringing you together. That means that he is committed to you as a couple as much as you are committed to one another. And sometimes couples don't realize that when they come into that marriage covenant, that it's really God's stamp of approval on them becoming one flesh. And there's some real power in that and real strength in that, as well as some stability to know that no matter what you're facing, God is for you. That's beautiful, and it's important that people know that they can turn to their churches, their pastors, and really have a biblical stability so that they are on the right path. I mean, it's really negligence if the church doesn't get into it. So um, how can we kind of make more of a revolution of that where the church gets on board and people are better prepared for marriages in the future? I want to see, uh, especially pastors, get an, a concept that there is so much that can be done uh, to their programs that you can take out of the box and you can have a leader who's uh, got a heart for couples uh, put a DVD in or stream a, a program that will allow their congregation to be stimulated in communication skills and conflict resolution skills and how to make um, marriage work. And you're right, there are tons of resources out there, but somebody has to step up and take leadership. If there are people listening that are um, not pastors, they're marriage-hearted people, they're people who would like to see families stronger in their churches, they can volunteer to become marriage mentors. They can um, offer to take the prepare and rich training and become facilitators and become catalysts for um, them to see something happen in their church. Pastors would love someone to come up to them and say, Pastor, we want to build a marriage enrichment program for our church, starting with premarital and then building from there. I have never heard of a pastor yet who would say, yeah, I don't think we're really interested in that. You know, they're going to be very um, open to that kind of help. Absolutely. And there'll be stronger witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ, better marriages, and, uh, and of course, a deeper understanding of your spouse and how to communicate with each other. Luke Nelson, we have enjoyed you so much, and we learned a lot on the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. So I want to give out the um, the web address, okay, so people can go on and check out Prepare and Rich. It's prepare dash okay, enrich 
Com, prepare-enrich.com. Luke Nelson, he's the market development. Sorry, me. He's the market development director for Prepare and Rich. And would you do us a favor and say a prayer and lead us, those that may be thinking about marriage or in marriage or even struggling in marriage, and they know there's a more edifying way to live and give glory to God. We'd sure appreciate it. Thank you again for being on the program. You bet. I would love to. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your care for each one of us. You created a covenant that was uh, set in Scripture as the very first covenant with man. And you said, let men leave their fathers and mothers and cleave to their wives, and the two will become one flesh. And we pray, Lord, that that um, covenant will continue to be protected, that you will continue to bless those who enter into it. And Lord, help us on our side to take it more seriously. Help those who are considering marriage take this step to um, do something to prepare themselves for a lifetime together. We pray for pastors who have sometimes the most difficult job in the world, and we pray, Lord, that you would help them have sensitivity and a renewed passion to make a way for couples to have this kind of preparation as well as ongoing marriage enrichment for their churches. We pray for those who are struggling today or listening to this radio program, and they're saying, well, my marriage is at the verge of of breaking down. We don't know if there's anything that can be done. We pray for them, Lord, that you would give them just a a glimmer of hope today, that they would be able to realize that there's a potential for healing, and we ask, Lord, that they seek the help they need, that they don't continue to, to stay in this place of hurt and pain, but they look to you, Lord, as the healer of their marriage, their relationships. We claim that in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Luke Nelson. Thank you once again for being on the program. You bet. I sure enjoyed it.